Previously on Game of Thrones, Jon Snow has a major run-in with the Dead King and it's just the last straw for him. Conveniently around the same time, Daenerys decides to send for him to visit her at Dragontown so that she can have him bend the knee because she's just always obsessed with having people bow to her awesome dragon power. Bran starts flying over toward Winterfell. to the races we watched the episode we did we watched it together this time you guys <laughs> episode two mm -hmm. i sat down with a friend and watched a wildly pornographic very drawn out <laughs> scene for a while and uh boy there's nothing like watching porn with a friend <laughs> but yeah so we watched season seven episode two um, I got to ask Chris questions that I normally ask Sarah. Like, who's this? <laughs> who's talking? And I got to squint at the screen and go, her name is... Uh, mm, uh. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> yeah, you gave me like a first name on one of them. <laughs> what the hell? What just flew through here? <laughs> get, out, get away from here, you dirty birds. We'll, we'll we'll put some sounds in there. <laughs> my my personal foley wasn't good enough. Oh. <laughs> I'll just turn that one sound into a bunch of them <laughs> with some wing flapping. All right, um, let's see. I'm trying to pull up anchor. Hello, Kurt and Chris. This is Sarah Schmidt, and I have two prophecies. The first, the contest for the throne will lay waste to three kings, one from Shadow and two from the Blade. My second prophecy, the moon shall cross the narrow sea, but the sun and stars will fade into the desert night. And that's what I got. Have fun. <laughs> All right. I wish Olin was here. I'd actually really love his interpretations on this. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. Are you like at a loss for the, some of those? Not a total loss, but a, a partial loss. Okay. Okay. You think she's you think she's bringing some uh, book knowledge to this, or do you think no? Olin just um, knows a little bit more of this show lore. I, I I think I'm trying to interpret how far back she's reaching with this. Okay. And I'm not sure. The sea. The what sea? Narrow. The narrow sea, which is actually a, the name of the sea, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The sea between Essos and Westeros. I think, is she talking about the Battle of the Bastards for the first one? I think that it is a little bit more far-reaching. Okay. Personally, I think that this prophecy uh, regards several independent events. Okay. Hmm. I'm wondering how to handle these. Like, I, I think I'm just going to write them down and then, like, think about them a little bit. Yeah. And then maybe maybe talk about them. I wonder if it's almost even more interesting for me to pre-listen to these so that I can kind of, like, think about them for a while and then give, like, interesting responses to. That might be a good move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, going forward. Yeah, yeah. I might I might do that anyway and record some for the next episode. Kind of hot take or like less than hot takes on yeah. on those. All right, so here we go. We're gonna listen to Terra's now. 
Remember that roses have many thorns. Beware those who are too strongly devoted to the light and know that the dog's chosen prey will only get worse in reverse. The dog's chosen prey will only get worse in reverse. I think I know what she's referring to there, but I'm worried that I might be off mark. Yeah, I don't know what to make of them, but that's yeah. the, that's the fun. That's the fun. I'm gonna make something of them for next episode, and I will I will bring to you my inch my uh, sort of conclusions about them. I think maybe when the things that you think have come to pass that they were referring to, yeah, maybe bring them up again. Talk okay. about it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So we start this episode, episode two of season seven, with like super stormy setting. Um, Daenerys is uh, meeting with a bunch of people that I've seen, but never like I don't know if I think this is the first time I've seen them all in the same room. Like the the queen who or the older woman who dies at the end of this last episode that we watched and then the very next episode um, I get to see her and yeah I, I actually think that if there's a theme to this watching that I had it was that like I was like oh okay that's how they got here because like the last two seems like the bulk of the last two seasons I've been watching like Theon Greyjoy go through his whole mm-hmm thing and it i it was funny because when, once i saw that him and his sister his sister were on the same boat i was like oh okay so i'm about to see how they separate and then like it started to happen and i was like how does he end up not being on the boat how does he escape somehow and then she's taken and now you <laughs> and then, saw and then i watched him just be challenged into making a decision he's probably made multiple times throughout the series because they made it seem like it was a inevitable character flaw or maybe not necessarily a flaw, but a survival technique <laughs> about Theon. <laughs> because I, I don't know, like he doesn't let me think about what happens with them in the future. He finds her again, right? He's re... No. Does he find her again? The queen? What's her name? Uh, you're talking about his sister. Yeah. Um, What is her name? <laughs> Greyjoy. Susie Greyjoy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she... Yeah. She was found as a prisoner in the boat by Tyrion? Who finds her? It, it it's Theon. Theon, Theon finds okay. Her. Yeah. And does he save her? I mm-hmm. forget what the what. Remember he... he he punches that guy into submission. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they launch a rescue party. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it works out. Yeah. It just makes me wonder. It's it's easy to be like the Captain Jack Sparrow in this moment and be like, ah, oh, you're a coward. Like you won't just be a two dimensional character here yeah. and like fight. Um, but yeah, he instead decides to jump, and it seems like in the moment it's a pretty obvious, like, oh wow, you couldn't stand up for your sister. 
And but like, what was he gonna do, really? Right. Yeah. yeah. It was just like a death sentence where he's yeah. just like, "I'm gonna jump off the boat, and maybe I can float yeah. back up later." And <laughs> and he does. Yeah. He was right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I think that's that's an interesting experience of this episode. Has been like, oh, okay, there are these here are the people in there and because it's the beginning of the season i'm watching them make the decisions that got them to the places they were later yeah that i've seen so it's like oh okay so john the reason john ends up going to daenerys is because he gets two letters that are kind of guiding him in the same direction for different reasons or i mean all for the same reason it's all kind of pointing to him being like well, I feel like I should go over here because there's dragon glass and yeah. you know, dra- and fire is good versus white walkers, so I should have dragons on my side too. So it's like, okay, that's those things are aiming them there. I'm trying to think of what uh, other people I saw throughout the episode that had those moments. Like Liara, like I just met Liara, but like I watched her die by poison at the end of the last episode and then I'm watching her talk to Daenerys in this episode and and basically you know I see the Tyrion lay out the plan that puts her in that position to be poisoned in that castle and it's just kind of like and obviously that's not the uh, plan <laughs> but it is what happens in result of Tyrion's plan um yeah, so I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I wonder if that's going to happen with the beginnings of all the seasons, as I'm, you know, because ho- hopefully there's going to be an arc for most characters in a season, and so I'm going to be watching these beginnings, like, oh, okay, that's how they got to this shitstorm that they're in. Um, let me think. I think that's all of them. I'm confused about the dire wolf, but we'll get there. Yep, I was uh wondering right, we'll get back there anyway so bum, 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 bum. there's a bunch of stuff about robert baratheon in this one um that is like it's a bunch of like backward spoilers like let's see oh and agorn agon agon so agon is the guy who took the throne originally with three dragons mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of talk back to both the Bar- Robert Baratheon, the Mad King, and and Aegon in comparison, because everyone's sort of talking about Daenerys, like who do we expect she's gonna be? Yeah, and like what, where is she gonna lie between this spectrum of? <laughs> it's uh crazy kings, notably with the Targaryens not regarded as a spectrum, but as a coin toss. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's a, a good, binary state. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. It's... It is literally referred to as a coin toss in a couple of instances. Okay. Interesting. So let's see. Daenerys was ordered to be killed by the Robert Baratheon. Wait. Was ordered to be killed. Yeah, okay. By Robert Baratheon. For some reason I was thinking that was her dad. But um blah blah blah. Varys is basically telling Daenerys that he you know he's loyal but he's not but <laughs> I mean like any sane person he's like I'm loyal but I'm also not gonna like close my eyes to injustices mm-hmm. so 
that's who I am. Like that, if you're a good queen, that should be enough for you. Yeah. But you have very murderous intentions. It's basically the biggest giveaway yeah. to Varys. Like her being like, she's setting herself up to because she knows what she's going to do. And Varys, and yep. she's telling Varys, are you gonna, like, you, you better come to me and tell me that I'm, you know. This is the thing is that Daenerys has been a murderous lunatic from the word go. Yeah. And we watch these, like, the smartest people in the world just ignore it. Well, that's what's confusing to me because I wrote Varys, I wrote that Varys is basically choosing lesser of two evils in some way, but. Yeah, it's just in in Daenerys doesn't really do much to help yeah. the idea of like she's saying one thing and doing the other in so many instances. Yeah, and it puts everyone around her in this position of like complacency. Yeah, because it's scary to not do what she says, but yet she's demanding loyalty and um she's she's demanding a trust that she's never built. Yeah, so she's just like. Hey, tell me whenever you think I'm screwing up. But yeah. then every time you tell her you're she's screwing up, she like hits you. Yeah. It's like a weird relationship. Yeah, she's gaslighting him. Yeah. Yeah. So there there's that. Um so it doesn't shock me that Varys is sort of just like, okay, yeah, I'll let you know. I'm just gonna keep doing what I've always done though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like why wouldn't you're you're literally gonna, you know, kill me. Cause like in the two episodes from now, she like torches people for not kneeling so it's like yeah okay yeah have fun with that um and melisandra comes in um as this is the first time i've heard mention of the red priests yeah which is who she's i'm assuming is a part of that's that's her faction okay and um apparently she aided this um Stan Baratheon? Stannis. Stannis. Stannis Baratheon. I was like Stan yeah. Baratheon. That's a boring name. Stan the I'm man. Stan. Stannis Baratheon. Um, Stannis the menace. So she helped him try to get the throne, but f- he failed. Mm-hmm. And then... Chosen one can bring light to the dead king. That's uh, basically Melisandre repeats this sort of... Um, like prophecy yeah and the like, prince that was promised yeah and uh there's this fun little exchange of like you know the translation not allowing for for uh Daenerys to be a woman in the prophecy um and then because she has to be the one yeah she has to be I must be the one and John Doop doop. He protected the wildlings and brought them together in the north. Um, and I'm assuming is that um, like the red the red bearded man, yeah, and his co. Yep. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's that that whole crew. Okay. Um, yep. Fire beats White Walkers. Dragons beat White Walkers. Blah blah blah. That's that's all that fun stuff I wrote. Um, Cersei has this fun scene where she's sort of like fear mongering about all the things that are coming um to her is it her like cabinet who is she talking to um that is 
the heads of household. Okay. For the noble families that are loyal to her. Okay. Is that like the board? Yeah, it's pretty much. It's the board of directors <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So she, yeah, yeah, she's like, you should be, you know, afraid. The Dothraki are rapists and criminals. They're coming in. They're gonna do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're the they're dragons. Bringing, they're bringing some bad hombres. Yeah. And they got dragons. And remember last time, dragons. Um, and this is where it brings up the uh, three dragons of Aegorn. Aegon. Aegon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had three dragons when he took the kingdom. Um, and then we get this fun scene with Jorah and his scales. So we, we've we talked about this ailment that um, Sam... Dragon rabies, I think we called it before. <laughs> dragon rabies. So it, they talk a little bit more about dragon rabies, and I find that... Jorah has a disease called grayscale. Mm-hmm. And it is later mentioned that he could, he, most people, most commoners would be sent to live with the stone men. Mm-hmm. In Valeria. In Valeria. Yep. Are the stone men also those of grayscale disease? Like, is there just like a quarantine island of grayscalers? There are rock peeps, guys called the Stone Men, and they live in Valeria. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're giving me. I see it. You're giving me nothing. Um, he has six months until his mind goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming what happens is you become some weird, mindless gray husk thing that wanders around. And they look like they have stone skin, so they're called stone men, and they live in Valeria. I mean, <laughs> you have enough context clues, or like I can't bullshit you out of this one. That's that's a hundred percent. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. yeah. Um, and then let's see. Jorah Mormond actually makes like a statement here that kind of teaches me a little bit about him. Although maybe I have already known this that he's like sort of been banished from his family, like he is no longer. He doesn't really have any family ties anymore, it seems. Yeah. And they're not dead necessarily. They just don't want him around. They, they know Reiki no more. Um, Aegon? Aegon. Aegon. Ego with an N. Aegon. Aegon's dragon fire... His main dragons fire forged the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. Was something I learned. Um, Liara. Okay, so it cuts to Liara, and basically, I'm just like, okay, yeah, this is the woman that died from poison in the previous episode. What does she do to get herself there? And then I realized she didn't do anything. Tyrion just like plots out this plan. This is what we're gonna do. You're gonna be here. You're gonna be there. I hope no one dies. So that's really all I get, which is kind of a bummer because I have a feeling this character has a lot of history and she seems very fun. Um, And then she just gets placed like a pawn in some location to die. That's That happens to a lot of people a lot of times. Yeah. I guess that's how, so it goes. Yeah, so it goes. Um, and yeah, she le- before she leaves, she imparts some wisdom onto Daenerys, which seems 
like irresponsible information, but I guess like I was asking you, it seems as if maybe Daenerys has made up her mind about who she is before this point. It. I don't ever think it was a choice personally. Yeah, like, it's just you, like if who she is. You follow her thing backward, like she is a horrifying, like pro torture. <laughs> anger-based horror character. Yeah. I don't know. That's just always... It's who she is. I don't know. There's a blindness on on both sides of the screen to that, and it's it's very weird. Huh. Why did people turn their view of her? But, yeah, um, Liara says, peace never lasts, and then basically ignore wise men. That's what I've always done. That's why I'm alive still. And... The last one, which is the most troubling, is ignore everyone and be a dragon. You're a dragon, be a dragon. So burn shit. <laughs> and uh don't be don't don't think things through, just fuck everything up. And that that does her that does her good. Yeah. God. Oh wait, it doesn't. <laughs> it sucks. Uh let's see, Missande. Oh yeah, so this part actually I thought that this part was the one of the only things I've learned. Like so far watching this season, I've everything I learned makes me not like choices made later or not understand, you know, like the whole obvious end of the season or the, the series that is like ridiculous in regards to all everything I've learned from this season. And one of the characters that I felt made like weird decisions that didn't seem to make any sense later in this in season eight is um, Grey Worm. And after watching this episode, I'm like, oh, okay. So Grey Worm is basically like his mo is that he doesn't have any. Uh, he he basically has lived his whole life separated from all around him as someone who doesn't have any fear and is courageous unlike any other and yet Missande is his like big weak point mm-hmm. and his only fear and it's mm-hmm. like the and, and he says that to her and she's like offended or something like you're i'm your fear like that's i'm it. your weakness yeah, I think is... i'm your weakness great yeah and he's like no no that's not saying anything that's not saying that's not just to say let, let me clarify yeah <laughs> yeah like uh in my custom my people's customs this is actually like the highest regard yeah it's not just some random you know liner that i give give everyone um, yeah, is basically what he's saying, and yeah, I it's the first time I've learned something new in this season that made me actually feel like okay, I could see it. Yeah. Okay, so Grey Worm wasn't acting totally irrational. Like he, you know, the only thing that he ever really, like a really big deal to him was yeah. taken. So yeah, okay, yeah. he he mad. He was mad about it. He mad. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's cool. This this episode definitely gave some. You know, brought him some his character some justice in reverse. Reverse justice, <laughs> justification. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So Jorah is writing a letter to Khaleesi, as if he's thinks he's gonna die because he's been told that he has this gray scale. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm just interested about this because it doesn't show what 
that what's going on there. And I know I've heard the name Khaleesi. Maybe I've met Khaleesi. But I'm just interested to wonder, like, out of context, I have no clue as to who Khaleesi is really or why Jorah's writing them. Who do you suppose Khaleesi might be? I have never met them. You may or may not have met them. Hmm. He's writing Khaleesi. I mean, is it his partner or something? Romantic partner? What do you remember about Ser Jorah Mormont going through what you've seen? Hmm. See, this is... Ser Jorah... Some of them are so hard to track. They all look the fucking same. He... Um, he dies in the Battle of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. He dies in the Battle of Winterfell. He fights the White Walkers mm-hmm. with John. Yep. He gets healed by Sam. <laughs> he delivers a dramatic speech when he dies. He does? He does. In the battle? Uh, I think like with his dying breath, he's yeah, able see, to dictate a final speech to, what, to a particular person. To to Arya? Nope. To John? Nope. Who's with him? Daenerys? No. Mm-hmm. Daenerys? Mm-hmm. Does Daenerys kill him? Nope. Why is he with Daenerys when he dies? Because I remember someone dying up in the parapets or whatever with like in, in like a tower or something and gets I'm like how does he die Sir Jorah died with Daenerys this is like Voldemort uh, does a oh what's his name I don't know I don't remember how am I already forgetting this <laughs> oh you might get- have to might have to go back and re-listen yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I just want that moment of discovery. Okay. On, on record. Arya and Hot Pie have a scene together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, Hot Pie says, "Did you meet the big lady?" And then Arya says, "Yes." I'm assuming that's Brienne. Yeah, definitely okay. Lady Brienne of Tarth. Okay. Um, and then someone mentions that Cersei blew up the Great Sept, mm-hmm. as if that was like a huge injustice of some sort. So I'm I'm not sure what that is. Should yeah, think of what a sept is? I don't think I know what that is. You'll find out. Okay. I I don't think that you have any way to know what that was. <laughs> Sam Targ was John's brother at the Night Watch. That's Sam, the um, training maester. Sam Tarly. Tarly, okay. Mm-hmm. Not Targ. Okay, Um, and then he's the one that sends John the uh, proof that there's dragon glass where Daenerys is. Mm-hmm. Um, Littlefinger. This, this is actually one of the most interesting parts of the whole episode for me. Was John doesn't seem to trust Littlefinger. He sure doesn't, and I don't know why. Um, he's he's got reasons. Yeah, yeah. 
and it seems like he trusts them, but Sansa and Arya... Arya doesn't either, but I think that's something she learned when she was away, and she's very intelligent, and she can seem to figure things out or see things that she's not necessarily supposed to or something, because I still think she's got magical powers that I don't know about. (laughs) And Sansa, she seems to trust him, kind of. Seems to. Until Arya kind of makes it clear yeah. to her so i'm just wondering what happened particularly that makes john not trust baelish um and then it comes to the scene with aria and the dire wolf amiria mm-hmm. and um it doesn't seem to have any significance to me other than that i know amiria ends up with john toward the end and they're actually at, in the end um, are you sure that was amiria well i don't know it was a dire wolf. Mm-hmm. But it was an all-white dire wolf. That's true. And I have a feeling that was Amiria and that this wolf wasn't Amiria. Okay. Because the only reason I think that is because I think Arya says something like, I forget what she mutters. She mutters something when the wolves turn away because she's basically saying, come with me. Mm-hmm. And then they all turn away. And I thought she said something like, this isn't her or that's not the I don't she says something that made me think she was basically just going oh wrong wolf (laughs) (laughs) I think that there was some symbolism in that scene okay um that may or may not clarify for you later yeah not a particularly major scene really okay yeah just some spookiness to Sprinkle in there as a writer. It uh, needed some tension. Yeah. You'll 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 discover what you need to discover for that in time. Okay. And um, pirates. I get to see the whole sequence where the pirates take the Greyjoy ship. Um, Theon jumps off the side, mm-hmm. and then the women are taken that are later put to death at, by Cersei. So basically, I'm seeing the whole process of uh, Jack Sparrow. Winning over the heart of Cersei. Mm-hmm. His name is Euron Greyjoy. Euron. Yep. Oh, and he is a Greyjoy? Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't Theon and the woman a Greyjoy as well? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's their brother. Or um, uncle. Uncle. Oh, that's right. They mention uncle a couple times. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's a terrible uncle. Yeah, he's not a very good uncle. Yeah. Look out for them. that type of uncle. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So Theon jumps off the ship and leaves his sister to Uncle Greyjoy. And Uncle Greyjoy knows that Theon's gonna jump because he's a freaking coward. He. Uh, I think he had him either way there. Yeah. And he knew it. Yeah. 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 For sure. Oh, that's all my notes. That's the rest of them. All right. We're heading toward. Episode one of, of season, season seven. seven, indeed. Yikes. Um, I suppose then it's question time. Yes. Um, what do you think is the deal with Stannis? And do you remember Stannis's last name? Stannis. 
I'm looking. I'm looking through my notes. I I remember. I, it was it Baratheon. It was Baratheon. I remembered. I I couldn't find it mm-hmm. in my notes. Do you remember other people's whose last name is Baratheon? Robert. Mm-hmm. And. John. Nope. Wait, no. Well, John Snow, but isn't he a? Wait. God damn it! All these all these family lines get tied up. Other Baratheons. Gendry. Gendry Baratheon. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about? So his name was brought up in the beginning of the episode. Gendry's? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stannis. Stannis, okay. Yep. He's not a person you've met. No. Um. Which is interesting now because when names are mentioned and they're people you haven't met, there is a conclusion to be drawn about these people. They're dead. They are dead. Yes. Um. They, Tyrion mentioned in passing, I suppose, that the Red Priestess, Melisandre, had kind of hitched her wagon to Stannis Baratheon and it didn't work out. Yes. I was just wondering if you had any thoughts about Stannis. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Stannis tried to take the Iron Throne, and he was killed by, let's see, Baratheon, Robert Baratheon is the Mad King, which is the daughter, or the father of Daenerys, right? No. Daenerys Targaryen. The Mad King is her father. Her father, which is Robert Baratheon? No. Who the fuck is Robert Baratheon? Who the fuck is Robert Baratheon? Robert Baratheon was the king of the seven arm oh of the throne. He was the Iron Throne King. Mm-hmm. The past one before Circe. So mm-hmm. Circe killed Well. Cersei, pro- <laughs> Cersei probably killed Robert Baratheon. A lot, of, a lot of convoluted history I'm watching you try to put, put together here. Uh, did It's like trying to untangle Christmas lights. Did Stannis try to take the throne after Robert lost it to Cersei, so then Cersei kills Stannis? Perhaps. I think that's probably what happened. You know what I'm discovering that what? is that's fun? What? Watching the show backward is precisely the same as watching the show forward. <laughs> Explain. You, you it's just like I wonder what's going to happen next except you're wondering like what led to here yeah. instead of where will this go, but like otherwise the experience is identical. Right. Yeah. That's not a uh, that's not a piece of this experiment that I had predicted, but it's what I'm discovering. It's kind of a boring discovery. <laughs> it it is a little mundane as discoveries go, but like it's fun because it creates this situation where you can have two people who watch the same piece of media yeah. in two different ways. Yeah. And I think that maybe all TV deserves a backward look. Uh I don't know. I I'm I'm enjoying this this shift. All right. Um yeah, because I get the experience of you being someone who has, for some reason, gotten to watch the whole season before anyone else got to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yet it's the other way around. Yeah. 
it's it's uh like i just wonder would this process be that different if you were watching it forward for the first time probably not i'm terrible with names yeah and i am terrible following i remember read yeah like i've said before in this season or yeah. in these in this whole series it's like i remember watching or reading weathering heights or something and just having like a giant family map and yeah. just being desperately confused by who people were there's just this this thing where you get introduced to a character and then you get to watch their story unfold until there's no more at yeah. the beginning yeah and when you watch forward you get introduced to a character and you get to watch their story unfold until there's no more at the end when they die or the show ends it's the same yeah it's precisely identical and i don't know it just doesn't seem to be detracting from from the uh like ability to enjoy a show yeah it feels the same yeah exactly because i'm looking for the same stuff i'm i'm looking i'm i'm like huh. watching a character and being like okay we're what got him yeah, I'm asking like what what happened. Yeah. What happened instead of what happens. I guess. Yeah. But it is it's still what happens. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very very interesting. I just would not have I I would not have thought that that would be how this would feel, but it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um for sure. Let's mm. see other other questions for question time. Um burp, burp. We've talked a little bit about the 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 direwolf situation. Oh yeah. Um, what is her name? Amiria, or or direwolf? Yeah. Uh, I guess I don't really want to get too far into that. Actually, I don't know. There's there's mm -hmm. more to be discussed and discovered there, but I want to leave those questions in the air for you. Okay. Think uh, about the wolf. Yeah. Think. Just think about the wolf. That's. That's my first album. It's called okay. Think About the Wolf. It's okay. out September 9th. Um, let's see other questions. I don't have too many other questions. I really don't. I wish I did. Who? Oh, I have a question. Yeah. Who was the guy in season seven? I think it was when they went to find, uh, to go kid, uh, Operation Kidnap Zamboni and bring it to Circe. Mm-hmm. Who is the guy with the flame? The fire sword guy. Fire, no, the, yeah, like the he came out of nowhere and saved. Oh, Uncle Benjen. Yeah, who's Uncle Benjen? I still have never seen Uncle Benjen. Yep. I have, That's true. <laughs> I, I had a theory that he was like a Yoda figure. Or uh, Uncle Ben, or Uncle uh, Ben Kenobi. Now there's a name I've not heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had a theory he was kind of like a Ben Kenobi or Yoda type of like Jedi that was sitting out in the cold, in the in a cold cavern, and was like, <gasps> I sense that someone is in danger. Who does he save, by the way? Jamie? I John? that was that was the episode that you watched with Olin. Okay, and that I skipped. Who did they? Um, yeah, he saved someone. Yeah, I think it was Jamie or John or whoever the hell makes sense. For their context, yeah. Do, do either of those make more sense than the other? Not necessarily. Okay. Uh, Uncle Benjamin, he's he's out there. He's around. Um, Will I, I see him next episode? You think? I don't believe so. What the um, fuck is he? Just like some drifter, story drifter. He's uh, he's out there. He's around. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Benjamin sees all. Yeah. 
Uncle uh, Benjen is God incarnate. We had toyed with a uh, little format where you get five yes or no questions. Yeah. Would you like to try your hand at five yes or no questions? Sure. I mean, I, I'll, I'll count that. I mean, <laughs> I'll count the Benjen question as my first one. Who the well, what, what? That wasn't a yes or no. Oh, yeah, if you, you're if right. If you you're wanted right. to make a yes or no about Uncle Benjen, what would it be? Is Uncle Benjen, can Uncle Benjen shapeshift? Or no. like shift into, okay. I had like a theory for a second that maybe maybe the dire wolf is like a shapeshifter. Or like maybe, is the dire wolf a person um, that can turn into a humanoid? This is question two? Yes. No. Okay, goddamn it. I was like hoping that was Benjen or something. <laughs> what is a dire wolf? I know that's not a yes or no. I, I need to brush it's up on what it's a dire a wolf. It's a really big wolf. Okay. That's all. Just big, big wolf. Dire rat is a big rat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let me think. What have I talked about this episode that sort of interested me? Oh yeah. Um. Do you want to see a director's cut extended version? of that scene where Sam is ripping the scales, the gray scales off of Jorah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I don't know why, yeah. but it piques my interest. Yeah. I, I want to see it. Yep. It just more, more man peeling. That was, uh, yeah. there's something had a certain appeal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like oddly satisfying. Like yeah. I love, I would love to watch that. It, it was gross and horrifying. And then they cut into that pie. <laughs> yeah. It was like a chicken pot pie at the end. And it just, it was very funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, question four, just glad to clear that up. I'm not alone. Um, <laughs> do you think that the dragons having forged the Iron Throne, do you think that there's some, do you think that there's some deep understanding in them uh, what the Iron Throne is and what it represents Ooh. um <laughs> this is a yes or no question as a stretch of one <laughs> this is a subjective yes or no yeah it's like uh, yes but <laughs> i'm just gonna give you a solid no i don't okay <laughs> i don't um i know these are i'm taking these questions the, in a direction that I, yeah you didn't <laughs> intend no and uh I think that they left the level of cognition in the dragons very, very, very nebulous on yeah, purpose. As you've mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I think they wanted that to be a question rather than an answer, which I, I think is maybe a little lazy, but... Yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, do the red priests have any kind of allegiance to anything? Yes. Okay. I mean, I guess that's a really fucking dull question like everyone does but yeah I'm, I'm interested I'm wondering I guess I'm just asking that to open up the idea that I'm thinking about I'm constantly thinking about Melisandre and I, I don't know where she I think I can tell you a thing here and that 
the red priests, their allegiance is to the Lord of Light. The Lord of Light. So she fights for light. Yep. <laughs> so there is a concept of darkness and light. There's a dichotomy there. Yeah. That they kind of forgot about. Oh, you eventually. know. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. This episode was very stormy and and very backward talking. There wasn't a lot of backward spoils as much as there were like backward musings about families that confused me. Yeah. I think it would be in your best interest to try to make some sort of chart of the family names that you're aware of and I the agree. people that, that yeah. you know are in them. Yeah. Um, and start assembling those lineages mm-hmm. uh, because that's that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. that's that's where all the everything is. And if I can talk about those intelligently from, from my backward viewing, that will make it more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Because if I'm forgetting things from the... Even forgetting things that I've watched... <laughs> Is making it complicated to talk about stuff. Yeah. Because I'm like, wait, what? But I think that comes with it. It's like, it, I, how am I supposed to remember a detailed speech that meant nothing to me? Yeah. <laughs> like Jorah gives a great speech or something at some point. He, but it, not, not, so not much great, a, but. Yeah, he gives an important speech. Gives an important a, a speech that I don't. Question answering speech. Yeah. And if I, yeah, if I forget that, it's because when it was being said, I had no context for any of it. So it was like I was listening mm-hmm. to a foreign language. Yep. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. This, this and, guy's saying some important stuff. That's another way where <laughs> I could maybe make the argument that this is the same watching it forward or backward because people bring up places and names in the beginning of the show that I'm like, what What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Never just, heard of oh, this. Oh, it's scene yeah. building. Yeah. And then you Setting go back building. and you're like, shit, it was important. Fuck. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I will also come up with my, at least some, into, some halfway thought, well thought take on the, um, uh, you, the Raven post. Yeah. Speaking of, there is a voicemail that operates now. If, oh. you, if you'd like to send a Raven, uh, I have set up a VoIP number that you can call that goes straight to our voicemail. And uh, I will check those between episodes. And uh, that number I sent to you, but without my phone on me, I don't have access to it at the moment. Hold up. Yep. Hold up. I I will improve the away message that's on there. I just kind of took a a real brief pass at it. The number. The number you are dialing is out of service. No, it shouldn't be. I hope it isn't. Where is it? I thought it was recent. It's like one of the most recent things. Okay, here it is. 260-209-1581. If you call that number, again, 260-209-1581. You can leave me... A raven post. Mm-hmm. Please leave a raven post. I will check these raven posts uh, before Kurt does to check them for spoilers and things. So 
Don't just try to shout spoilers into the phone hoping you can ruin our show. I will find you. <laughs> and I will talk to you until you feel bad about what you've done. Um, <laughs> you could also leave an anchor message too. I'll send those to Chris before I listen to them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't listen to them before the episode, but I think we're going to change that actually. Once I get the go from Chris, I think I will listen to them. Yeah. And then that way you can have a better listening experience because I think it was a little, it's a little bit dull for maybe the listeners to hear me listen to it and then be like, okay, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, cause we're, we're always looking out for you. We want it oh. be, to be a good time. We want to develop more. The, uh, <laughs> the, the initial quality of having Kurt be totally blind is starting to fade a little bit as he gets a, a better picture of what's happening in the show. Yeah. And, uh, we are looking for, things to toss in there if you have any ideas feel free to drop us a raven leave a raven yeah Yeah. maybe yeah so if you're not using raven to give me any kind of uh, vague whispers in the ear Mm -hmm. give us a push yeah (laughs) hit us up um what what do you think would be fun yeah what do you think would be fun (laughs) what sorts of games shenanigans uh bits would you like to have what would you like to see Kurt try to do as he travels backward through time into a show about a fantasy past medieval fantasy time travel show that's we're basically Michael Crichton's timeline that's our show good night goodbye (laughs) bye bye Previously on Game of Thrones, it was the season 7 premiere. The cast was just waking up from a long season off from the show, probably leaving room for Westworld or something. Jorah was messing around with some dragons in a cave and caught a case of the old grayscale. He's brought to the maesters so that they can heal him with their infinite wisdom. Jon starts thinking they need to figure out where Dragonglass is, so he sends a raven to Sam to look it up for him in the big archive. Uncle Benjen was just sitting there in a cave somewhere.